our new series on Exodus. One commentator says that um, the Exodus was God's greatest act of salvation in the Old Testament. But before we look at the book, I want to step back a little bit and uh, help you see how the book of Exodus fits into the Bible. Now we're familiar with groups of books such as the Gospels and the Epistles in the New Testament but the first five books in the Old Testament also form a group, the Pentateuch. But let's start with a map and looking at the map uh, we'll be able to see where the action in these books took place. Now we're looking there at part of the Middle East and in the top left corner is Egypt. Then following the wandering green line we travel southeast to the bottom of the triangular shaped Sinai Peninsula. We see there the traditional location of Mount Sinai and then across to the right we see that land of Midian that comes into the story. Now the green line winds its way northward from Mount Sinai and eventually after various ups and downs reaches the land of Moab up in the top right hand corner with Mount Nebo nearby. Now the five books of the Pentateuch tell a story. That's why they form a group. It's the same story that takes us from Egypt along that wandering green line to the distant plains of Moab. The line traces a journey and we're told that it took place about 1440 BC and it took those people at the time 40 years to complete. But back to these five books. Now the first one, Genesis, the book of beginnings. There is of course the beginning of the universe, of the earth, of life of various kinds, of human beings, of relationship with God. But there is also the beginning of rebellion, disobedience, murder, immorality and death. But there came a new beginning with Abraham. He was called to a place he had never been to before. He was promised a son when he was eligible for the old age pension and the whole world was going to be dependent on him for God's blessing. Now it would not be easy but the outcomes would be amazing. Yet there was one basic condition. Would Abraham trust God? It didn't look good when Abraham's extended family had to flee to Egypt as refugees. Book number two, Exodus, the story of the way out. In the reading we heard about Abraham's descendants going to Egypt and staying there and after several hundred years became a large nation. But they were slaves and they were severely oppressed. We read about it in that opening chapter. 
but there came a new beginning with Moses. He would lead God's people to freedom. But all baby boys like him were to be killed. Exodus tells the story of the way out and the people travelled from Egypt to Mount Sinai, the journey taking about three months. Again, it was not easy, but the outcomes were amazing. There were miracles on water and land, but there was one basic condition. Would Moses trust God? Book number three, Leviticus. It tells us things about the Levites. Now this large mass of people, perhaps a couple of million of them, remained at Sinai for about a year. It was no holiday resort and the people became restless. They complained. They were ready to revolt. But God had a new beginning. He was going to enter into a new relationship with them. They would be his people and he would be their God. This was to be a covenant relationship and it promised wonderful outcomes. It would require a special structure, special equipment, special activities and special people and those special people were the Levites. Now it wasn't going to be easy but the outcomes would be amazing. But there was one basic condition. Would the people trust God? Now book number four, the book of Numbers and it tells about a census and then wilderness wanderings and then another census. Hence the book Numbers the first census brought their records up to date. They set off going north from Sinai on their way to the land that God had promised to give them. Twelve scouts went out to assess the situation. They came back with their story and the the vote was decisive, ten to two but it was the wrong decision. They did not trust God and they were turned back into the wilderness to wander for another 38 years. And then came another census and it brought a shock. Of all the men 20 years and over who had left Egypt only two remained alive, Joshua and Caleb. It hadn't been an easy time and the outcome was disastrous. The people had not trusted God. Book number five, Deuteronomy. And this is basically three speeches, three addresses from Moses. 
Now this great tide of people that eventually reached that land of Moab up on the right hand corner of the map. Near Mount Nebo and a new beginning was about to dawn. The promised land was just over there. It was so close. But Moses assembled them and he gave them three addresses to prepare them for what was ahead. When the people looked in that direction, the first thing they saw was an imposing walled city, Jericho. So this beginning was not going to be easy, yet the outcomes would be amazing. But there was one basic condition. Would the people trust God? Moses climbed Mount Nebo and he looked westward beyond Jericho to the promised land. A few years ago we were able to stand on that same mountain and we looked out beyond Jericho to that same land. In many ways things were still the same. There was Jericho. But now there are no walls. And as a group we bowed our heads and we thanked God that he is one who can be trusted. So back to our map. And we can show where the events of four of the books of the Pentateuch occurred. Now Exodus covers the first part of the journey leaving Ramesses up in England, up in England, up in Egypt (laughs) and travelling down to Sinai. And then Leviticus deals with events while they were camped at Sinai. Now Numbers takes us through from Sinai going north all the way, wandering backwards and forwards until they reached Moab. And then Deuteronomy contains those three speeches given by Moses while the people were waiting there on the plains of Moab. The five books together tell a great story about God. And our series from Exodus will be about God. But it's also about nations, particularly the descendants of Abraham. And it's about people particularly Moses. The Pentateuch reveals to us the key parts of God's remarkable story that develops throughout scripture. It is indeed God's greatest act of salvation in the Old Testament, the deliverance of his people from Egypt. But when we come to the New Testament, there's another beginning Another boy is born and boys like him were to be killed. So Mary and Joseph had to flee as refugees also to Egypt. In due time there came another exodus. Now in terms of numbers of people it was tiny, just one family 
But in terms of its significance, it was enormous. For this chosen family returned from Egypt to that promised land, to Nazareth. And here was the one, the promised Messiah, who would trust God completely. It certainly wasn't easy for him. But he fulfilled all the divine purposes and revealed to us God's greatest act of salvation in the New Testament. In due time he will lead his people to a new promised land, the glory of heaven. Can you see parallels between those two? Now we might well ask, why is there a series of beginnings? What happens after one beginning to cause us to have to have later on another one? Well, it's, it's a repeated cycle like this. Again and again the people would argue with one another or with Moses or sadly with God. They disobeyed God and he had to rebuke them, correct them, judge them. But in mercy God called them to renewal, to renew their relationship with him and that was the pathway to blessing. So we see repeated evidence of God's grace in the series of new beginnings. It was never easy to start again, although the outcomes were amazing. And there was always that basic condition. Will they trust God? Well, now that's the Pentateuch. Let's turn our attention now to Exodus and uh, focus on the book itself. There are 40 chapters that naturally fall into three groups. Each group tells us about key events as the people journeyed from Egypt down to Mount Sinai. Chapters 1 to 13 tell us about Israel living in Egypt. Chapters 13 to 18 tell us about the journey from Egypt to Sinai. And then chapters 19 to 40 tell us about things that happened while Israel was camped at Sinai. So there are the three groups of chapters and we'll have a little closer look at each group. The first one, Israel in Egypt, chapters 1 to 13. Now what happened in Egypt? Well, we've already mentioned some things. Those 70 refugees who previously, centuries before, had arrived there had, over hundreds of years, grown to be a great nation. But they were slaves. Now God had chosen Moses to lead the people. But he had to spend 40 years away in Midian over on that right hand side doing his apprenticeship. The time came for God to act 
And there were the ten plagues bringing disaster upon the Egyptians. But Israel, at the end of the series of ten, was saved by the Passover lamb. And the people were always to remember that. And we also remember that. It brought great sorrow to Egypt when the angel of death passed through the land and Pharaoh reached his breaking point and he begged the people to go. So what was the main theme in this section? God delivers his people. We move on to the next group. The chapter's dealing with the journey from Egypt to Sinai, chapters 13 to 18. Now what happened here? The first challenge was the red or the reed, R-E-E-D, sea. And it was probably a low-lying region of lakes and marshes at the very north end of the Gulf of Suez. But God provided a way through. And those people did not even get their feet wet. But they grumbled. The water was bitter. The food was monotonous and inadequate. But God gave them sweet water. He gave them their daily bread in the morning and meat in the evening. And when they were beset upon by the uh, aggressive Amalekites, God gave them a victory, although they didn't have an army. And then Moses had a visit from Jethro, his father-in-law from Midian, who gave him some very helpful, practical advice. So what's the theme of this series of chapters? The theme is God provides for his people. Now the third group of chapters, chapter 19 through to the end and you'll see that's actually a little more than half the book. Whatever these things are, they must be fairly important. This was a very significant time. They were to enter into that new relation, that covenant relation with their God who had delivered them and had provided for them. First, God gave them at Mount Sinai the Ten Commandments, the general conditions for living. Then he went on further to provide details covering the affairs of daily life and he assured them of his commitment to take them to the land he had promised them there was the covenant, this formal agreement that confirmed to them that he was their God and they were his people. It would be a new beginning with that tent-like structure to constantly remind them that God was present with them. But what happened? The people complained. 
they disobeyed. They worshipped not God but a miserable idol and God rebuked them. It was a great sin and there were terrible repercussions. Now in his mercy and grace God provided a way back, a new beginning. The people turned back to him. The tabernacle and all that was associated with it was completed and the glory of the Lord filled that place. God was present with his people. Now that's the theme of this third section. God delivers his people. God provides for his people. God dwells with his people. So let's summarise. In the five books of the Pentateuch we find a series of new beginnings as God worked with his people. Each new beginning was not easy but the outcomes were amazing. Yet there was always a basic condition. Would the people trust God? The new beginnings were necessary because the people repeatedly argued, they disobeyed, God had to rebuke them and they were urged to renew their commitment to him and God graciously restored and blessed them. And then the book of Exodus tells us about God, the God who delivers his people, the God who provides for his people and the God who dwells with his people. He is the unchanging God and he is still the same today. Now our series in Exodus will cover the first half of the book, chapters 1 through to 20 from leaving Egypt to receiving the Ten Commandments at Mount Sinai. We draw important lessons from these stories in the Bible. They are lessons that still apply in our time and in our situations and we face a new beginning and we must keep in mind two questions that take priority over all others. Is God in this? If so, will we trust him? Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory for ever and ever. Amen.